If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's January 1st. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and a happy new year. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. I've got three briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, over 300,000 illegal migrants crossed into America last month. That is a new record, and that is the size of Orlando, for what it's worth. We'll talk about where these people are coming from and where they are going to. Second, an update from the war in the Middle East, with important news about American service members and your pocketbook, both coming under fire this morning. Third, a mystery in China to tell you about. Some military generals are disappearing, probably because of acts of corruption, but maybe because of espionage. I'll explain. Later, a listener question today from Jill in Maine. She is not happy about how her Secretary of State just rejected Donald Trump's name from appearing on primary ballots for the presidency in her state. Jill asked me what I thought about it, so I'll give you my reflections and what is likely to come next. But first... Let's get to that top story of the morning. Another month, ladies and gentlemen, and I've got another all-time record to tell you about. Over 300,000 illegals passed into the United States just last month. According to polls, a majority of Americans called that an invasion. But nevertheless, digging into the numbers this morning, CBS News reports that U.S. Customs and Border Protection processed 308,000 people over the border this last month. That smashes the old record by over 30,000 which, by the way, was set only in September. Most of the arrested and encountered were single adult men, plus many more were families. Around 100,000 is what is expected. Meanwhile, data also show that most of these people are not even being screened for their asylum requests. They're just being let in. They're given a court date many years in the future, which they may or may not show up for. So part of the reason for this is that courts are overwhelmed. Over 3 million cases await the 800 immigration judges, at least as of this recording. As for where these illegal migrants uh, are coming from, the answer is, well, everywhere. As but one example of that, let's start this conversation in the West African country of Senegal. New travel agencies are opening up over there, and they are doing brisk business. They're arranging for flights first to Europe and then onward to Mexico. From there, these travel agencies are actually coordinating migrant packages with cartels and other human traffickers, of course, to get the travelers to the border and then over. That is creating some pretty intense uh, competition between various cartel rackets for the best and most lucrative migrant passages into the U.S. In fact, two competing branches of the Sinaloa cartel have been getting into firefights lately over who gets to control the turf. And it is all about money, folks. In fact, here is something that you might not know. Cartels and human traffickers make over $13 billion a year from these migrants, and that is up from just $500 million five years ago. And part of that racket continues to run through the country of Nicaragua, 
I briefed you on this back in October and November, but here's the upshot. Charter companies from around the world are flying people from Asia and Africa into Cuba and Haiti and then onwards to Nicaragua. Traffickers affiliated with the government there then move the illegals north in concert with and in cooperation with the cartels like that Sinaloa cartel. Now, if you recall, the Biden White House promised to crack down on this, but they have not. The French media outlet AFP reports that the socialist government of Nicaragua, led by the Marxist leader Daniel Ortega and his wife, continue to work with these charter companies, which, by the way, are mostly based out of Europe. He and his family, Mr. Ortega, they collect fees from these various migrants through visas and other shakedowns. Migrants who are using this route through Nicaragua, they tend to be coming from Afghanistan, China, Angola, Guinea, and India. So let us now pivot to uh, discussing where all these migrants are going to once they get here. Indeed, that takes us to the mayors of Chicago, New York, and Denver this morning who are blasting the federal government, but especially Texas Governor Greg Abbott, all because so many illegals are descending into their communities. We start in Chicago, where the mayor there, Brandon Johnson, claims that Mr. Abbott of Texas is attacking his city because he is choosing to send planes and buses to Chicago and other nearby sanctuary cities, and he's coordinating none of it. Mr. Johnson and some other Illinois mayors are outraged by this. They are trying to stop Mr. Abbott, and they're doing so by adopting some new rules and laws. These limit the number of buses and planes that can enter their communities within any 24-hour given period of time, but it's not working. And that is in part because Mr. Abbott is being a little bit uh, sneaky, I guess we could say. He is sending migrants further outside of Chicago where these rules are at and then giving these folks Amtrak tickets to then complete their journeys into the Windy City. But to be very clear, migrants themselves are choosing to go to Chicago or wherever their ultimate destinations might be. But that debate aside, the point is they are arriving and they are doing so in record numbers in Chicago. And that is leading that mayor to say, quote, the entire country is now at stake, not just my city, end quote. In fact, he then went on to say that he needs billions more in aid from the Biden White House to manage it all. For what it's worth, Mr. Biden was asked about that comment, but he was unavailable because he is currently on vacation in the U.S. Virgin Islands. One other thing to note for you, the migrant shelters in Chicago are being absolutely overwhelmed in both in terms of, of people and disease. In fact, there's been a major outbreak of chicken pox in one shelter. In terms of people, illegals are continuing to sleep at police stations in Chicago. Cops are housing about a thousand migrants at present. It is true that the city is also trying to open a new migrant-only shelter, but locals are suing to block it because they say it violates local zoning laws. But as one local said, he wants to stop it for another reason. Quote, these migrants are just getting off the bus and everything is given to them. As a taxpayer, I don't think that's right. End quote. That, by the way, was a man named Ricardo Palacios. From Chicago, we go to another sanctuary city this morning, and that is New York City. The mayor there, Eric Adams, recently adopted similar rules to Chicago. Indeed, he did so over the past week to try to limit or block buses that he says are shipping in illegal migrants into his community. Now, buses have to show up between 8 a.m. to about 12.30 p.m. and only at certain locations. Mr. Adams said at a press conference late last week that he has to do this because Texas Governor Abbott was playing games with migrant lives. Also, he echoed Chicago's mayor by saying that Mr. Abbott was targeting not just migrants with these buses, but also targeting black mayors like him in New York or Mr. Johnson in Chicago 
These are racist bus attacks. At least that is their argument. Although it should be noted that the black mayor, Mr. Adams himself, is shipping illegals to other places in the country. In fact, data show that between March and November of last year, this city, his city, spent about $4.6 million to purchase more than 19,000 plane tickets for illegals seeking to travel to other American cities. It should also be noted this morning that the Biden White House has done this exact same thing. Mr. Biden's team has shipped over 200,000 illegal migrants to various cities in this country. And in all cases, folks, it is the migrants who are choosing their final destinations, not a Republican like Mr. Abbott or Democrats like Mr. Adams. But no matter who is doing the shipping of migrants or why, my friends, they are all getting these flights and these bus rides for absolutely nothing. Staying in cities for whatever period of time they choose before they go to local state or uh, federal officials and ask for new plane tickets to go anywhere else they would like, all at taxpayer expense. Unfortunately, this migrant crisis or invasion, I am sorry to say it is going to get worse before it gets better. And that is important because the Biden Department of Justice is actually trying to stop various state efforts to either seal up the border or to eject or deport illegals from this country. Let me give you just one recent example of that. The Department of Justice is threatening to sue the state of Texas for the passage of a new law based on Texas Bill 4. Amongst other things, the new law will allow state law enforcement officers to arrest and hold people who they determine have crossed over the border illegally, to which the Biden Department of Justice says that that is wrong. And they are going to sue Texas because of, quote, the desire to ensure that Texas does not interfere with the functions of the federal government, end quote, to which Governor Abbott and Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton have both said, well, then please, federal government, do your job. Secure the borders. Otherwise, Texas is going to have to do it. For what it's worth, both of these gentlemen have said that they will defend this new law in court, up to and including the Supreme Court. So those are the latest facts and data regarding what most Americans like you say is an invasion of our southern border, now at 300,000 people plus in just the, the last month. Let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion. What is very clear, I think, is that Mr. Biden and many Democrats either favor or are simply unbothered by what you all are calling an invasion. So that means that the federal government then is simply not interested in doing its constitutional job. It has abandoned its duties, either by choice or effect. So if that is true, what can be done? Well, on one hand, folks will argue that it's going to take a new president, and that is certainly the most logical response. In fact, we've seen a lot of candidates, mostly Republicans like Trump and DeSantis, talk about how they would do exactly this. But on the other hand, we have to start asking the question, I think, can we afford to wait another year of 300,000 illegals a month coming into this country? Because that is over 3.5 million more people, totally unvetted, completely uninvited, and a frankly profound burden, certainly economically and to other places and things like our school systems or medical systems. In fact, we have heard that repeatedly from otherwise leftist mayors in places like New York and Chicago and beyond. So it's not necessarily an exclusive partisan issue. Again, at least not wholly. That is, in fact, why last week I shared with you that it may be, ladies and gentlemen, that governors around this country are going to have to sit down together and make a tough decision about when and whether to intervene in this crisis. Because if the federal government is simply refusing to uphold its constitutional duties, 
somebody has to step in. In fact, as we discussed last week, governors themselves could decide to, say, send thousands or tens of thousands of their National Guardsmen to the border and effectively take over the duties of defending the nation. And their argument would be that absent federal action, the states have a a constitutional duty, if not moral duty, to defend the republic. And yes, to be very clear, that would in turn prompt an immediate constitutional crisis. To that I say, fine, let it be. And let us have the conversation and that crisis as the border is sealed and eventually the Supreme Court steps in to resolve it one way or the other. And here's why I am willing to entertain this idea that I think some might say fairly that it's a pretty dramatic step. I believe that the founding fathers would be absolutely supportive of states stepping in in cases like this. If they were to see millions of people coming across the border, including a record number of terrorists, well, they would probably say enough save the republic. So I don't know if concerned governors in this country are going to do this, but something needs to be done because Mr. Biden is on vacation this morning. So too are members of the House and Senate. So it is very clear that the federal government has checked out. And when a majority of Americans look at that and say, enough, we are being invaded. Well, again, somebody has to lead, assuming, of course, that we have governors who still want to save this nation. And with that, Let's take our first break of the morning. For subscribers listening at rightreport.substack.com, thank you. Meanwhile, for my other loyal listeners, an equal thanks. We'll be right back. Listeners like you have been asking me lately, Brian, you talk a lot about a troubled world and that makes me nervous. Help me get prepared. What should I do? Well, one company that I am so proud to partner with and tell you all about is Jace Medical. They provide life-saving prescription medications, including antibiotics, plus medicines for blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, and they give you up to a 12-month supply. Now, the key benefit to that is you can then put those medications on your shelves for either daily use or in cases of emergencies. And all it takes, folks, to get this great service is to go to jacemedical.com. It's J-A-S-E medical.com. Then you will fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, you'll have a quick phone call with one of their board-certified physicians. And in no time flat, you will get medications delivered right to your doorstep. And that is a big deal for a number of my listeners, especially in rural and backcountry areas who say that, Jace, they have just been a lifesaver and a time saver for them. Meanwhile, others have told me that they chose Jace because they were going abroad, and it was just so easy to work with this company. Still, others were worried about global supply chains, especially with China and India, and they wanted some medications on the shelf just in case. Well, whatever your motivation, folks, go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and enter promo code right at checkout. And that, of course, is W-R-I-G-H-T. And when you do, you are going to get a great discount on your order. Again, folks, that's promo code right at jasemedical.com. And do this today, folks. I promise it is money well spent. Welcome to the new year, my friends, and welcome to more wintertime deals from the folks at American Giant. Yes, it is the company that makes clothing and other textiles right here in America. No foreign stuff. In fact, I recently bought another one of their hoodies, which is such a great thick jacket-like sweatshirt keeps me warm but it still breathes i love it but if you're looking for other clothes or textiles whether that be jeans jackets even blankets american giant has it all 
and all of it is made in America. And I am telling you, folks, the moment that you touch a product from American Giant, you will feel the American quality like we used to have. You will feel the craftsmanship. You will see the care and you will wear the products that are ultimately made by your fellow Americans in factories in your hometowns. No China, no Mexico, right here at home. So support the folks that support this podcast and my goodness, support your country by buying from American Giant. And if you do, I'm going to get you 20% off your first order. So go to American-Giant.com. When you check out, use promo code RIGHT, that's W-R-I-G-H-T, and you are going to get 20% off your first order. So warm up your wintertime wardrobe and go to American-Giant.com, promo code RIGHT, and get that 20% off. And let's get this country going. Let's make America giant. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our news this morning with a pivot towards international developments. An update for you regarding the war in the Middle East with important news that impacts your pocketbook and, sadly, the lives of American service members. So let's start with our folks in uniform. More drone attacks to tell you about this morning, including one yesterday in northern Iraq. A group called the Islamic Resistance in Iraq said they launched a drone attack to destroy what they referred to as an occupation base. No casualties to tell you about, thank God, but it comes less than 24 hours after another drone attack occurred at this exact same base. It also comes one week after a third terror attack by a different group, but also at this same base, which that one sadly did cause both injuries and damage. Indeed, three troops were seriously wounded. One is now in critical condition. All told, the Pentagon has confirmed that U.S. troops in the Middle East have come under attack over 100 times over the past three months, all since Hamas uh, assaulted Israel back in October. In response to these various attacks, the White House has authorized periodic counterstrikes. For instance, Biden authorized a series of U.S. missiles to destroy three drone bases controlled by a terror group that used those facilities to attack our forces. Although that does raise the question as to why aren't these drone bases being hit earlier? But nevertheless, American men and women in uniform are under attack this morning, and they are under direct threat, not just in Iraq and Syria. They are also under fire in the Red Sea. To refresh our memories on this issue, the Red Sea and the Suez Canal have been increasingly under attack by Iranian-backed Houthi rebels, all based in the country of Yemen. The White House has set up a small group of nations and their navies to try to deter those attacks, but it is not working. To the point... Yesterday, the Houthis attacked U.S. naval helicopters who were coming to the aid of a cargo ship that was under assault by the Houthis. Our forces engaged three of the four Houthi boats that were striking that cargo ship. Three of the Houthi speedboats sank. The fourth managed to get away. Thankfully, none of the helicopter crew were injured, but they did take on machine gun fire. It was the second attack, ladies and gentlemen, and less than 24 hours in the Red Sea, with the Houthis firing anti-ship missiles at cargo ships on Saturday. Most of those missiles were shot down by two U.S. destroyers in the Red Sea. Ironically, that ship and others had just decided to return to the Suez Canal Red Sea route instead of having to travel to South Africa and around the Cape of Good Hope. But now, after this latest attack, most shipping companies are announcing that they will again abandon their Suez route and go back around Africa. And that will add about two weeks of delay to the delivery of various goods around the world. It'll also take more cargo ships offline globally as they are at sea for longer. 
Interestingly, they have also announced they're uh, they're going to be paying their crews a lot more money, especially for those guys who would dare to make the Suez Canal Red Sea journey. Shipping companies have announced uh, indeed last week that they are doubling the pay to those crew members for the extra likelihood that, well, they might get shot. In terms of global financial impacts, global impacts on you, it is unclear exactly how this will trickle down to all of us as uh, consumers, but likely it's going to be something And that is because shippers are now charging more for freight, plus more for insurance and more for crew salaries. And that's true even for the crews who don't go through the Suez Canal. That's because they are simply at sea for longer. So you add together all those extra costs and that will almost certainly be passed down to you. There's also this, the economic concern that that there are going to be ships outside of the Red Sea that will be hit by Iranian attacks, especially in the Persian Gulf and the Indian Ocean. So here's why. The Iranians recently launched a drone attack on a cargo ship just off the shores of India. It was a tanker that was transporting chemicals to New Delhi's various ports. Apparently, it was a ship that was connected to a Jewish man, and that uh, made Iran feel like it was a legitimate target. The Indian Navy has responded by sailing more of its destroyers through its own waters to protect future vessels. But the point is that Iran doesn't care. They are expanding their reach of their attacks from the Red Sea and now to the Indian Ocean. And they're using both their human and military intelligence platforms to target cargo ships further and further abroad. And that escalation could certainly impact your pocketbook and also those consumers in places like Europe. In fact, Reuters News Service just reported that trade for things like oil, gas and diesel from the Middle East are now once again being diverted to that South African route. And that'll add on expenses that will hit you and our allies in Europe. One last thing to tell you about. As cargo ships are now routing themselves around Africa, ports in the region are simply not used to this level of shipping volume. They are being absolutely overwhelmed with requests by ships to restock or replenish and refuel. South Africa in particular is getting squeezed. Other African ports in places like Namibia and Mauritius are too. The question is whether and how long these ports are going to be able to satisfy demand with certainly any speed or whether cargo is going to be stuck floating offshore waiting for a berth to restock and refuel. So more to come on the fallout of this war in the Middle East. Tomorrow we'll be looking at the latest in the Gaza Strip and the escalating violence between Israel and Iran. In fact, I briefed you on this growing concern of what would be an all-out war between Iran and Israel. We talked about it back on December 19th. Regardless, folks, more to come tomorrow. With that, we pivot to our third piece of news of the morning. An intriguing development out of China to put on our radars this morning with implications about whether or when Beijing might strike to take back Taiwan. On Friday, nine Chinese generals and three other defense officials were removed from their roles in the Communist Party, with the men mostly from China's nuclear weapons program. This comes, by the way, on top of two other generals who were removed back in August, also who were involved with the nation's nuclear program. So taken together, it is absolutely unprecedented that this is occurring. I should note that there is some disagreement about the precise numbers of men removed on Friday and their roles, but even still, it is very clear that there is a purge underway, and it includes some of the most senior military officials responsible for China's tactical and strategic nuclear weapons. The question that folks like me are asking is why? What's going on? Well, most folks will tell you that these Chinese generals were engaged in acts of corruption. 
taking bribes, kickbacks, and such during the course of their official duties, especially in procurement. And that is probably true. Corruption has long been a problem within the Chinese military. In fact, the current president of China, Mr. Xi, has promised to root it out. But what's intriguing to me, and what I would encourage you to put on your radars, is my assessment that President Xi may be removing these men because he feels that they might be disloyal if he ever chose to order a nuclear strike. In other words, if she wants to use, say, a tactical nuclear weapon against Taiwan or opposing forces, he's worried that some of these generals might refuse or otherwise misdirect the weapon. And here's why that's a possibility. In June this past summer, listeners might recall my brief where I noted that a Russian deputy foreign minister allegedly flew to China to deliver a personal private warning from Vladimir Putin. In short, Moscow was aware that Western intelligence services had recruited some very senior members of the Chinese military and their Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And it was after that secret warning from Putin that Xi increased his purges of critical personnel. And that is why I want to put this back on your radars, because it means, ladies and gentlemen, that we are probably flying blind right now when it comes to understanding China's plans and intentions. In fact, there's been some recent reporting on this that, while I can't say a lot, I find it to be credible. And that is bad, my friends, because having fewer of our spies in Beijing means that if President Xi wants to take back Taiwan by force, we'll probably be caught flat-footed. And that would certainly result in more dead U.S. service members and quite likely a series of cyber attacks on our homeland that we simply are not ready for. So there it is, some news about nine Chinese generals who were removed on Friday that might have to do with corruption, but I suspect it is also about espionage with profound effects on you and me. More to come. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. We'll be right back. My friends, have you gotten your factor meals yet? If not, holy smokes, you should. Factormeals.com is the best meal delivery company in the United States. I promise you this. I have tried the others. These guys are it. They give you more than 35 different meal options to choose from every single week. That includes Calorie Smart, which is a pretty good idea after the holidays. Also, they've got Protein Plus, which is a great idea for after the gym. And even Vegetarian Options, which is a great idea for people who are crazy. Just kidding. We love our vegetarians, too. Well, anyway, it's all delivered, ladies and gentlemen, fresh, right to your doorstep, never frozen. All you got to do is open the box, and after a couple of minutes of heating, you have got a great meal to enjoy. And that's true for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Plus, they've got some wonderful grab-and-go snacks and some tasty cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. As ever, I've told you this before, I love their pork chops. They've also got shredded chicken tacos that are so good. Also, they've got a new lasagna that is out, and it is top-notch. These meals, folks, really are delicious, and they are a perfect option for either busy people like me or retired folks who just want good, healthy meals, but they don't want the fuss of cooking. So support the folks who support this podcast, my friends, and get yourselves Factor Meals at 50% off right now. So go to factormeals.com slash right five zero. That's W-R-I-G-H-T five zero. And you get 50% off. Yeah. Again, that's promo code right five zero at factormeals.com slash right five zero and get that 50% off. 
But more importantly, my friends, you're getting a meal service that is good for your body and great for your taste buds. I guarantee it. Welcome back to The Right Report with one more thing before I let you go. It is a listener question today sent to us from one of my paid subscribers at rightreport.substack.com. Jill in Rockland, Maine wrote in about, uh, well, what she said were some shenanigans going on in her home state. Brian, she wrote, my state is now banning Trump from the ballot. What do you think about that? And what is going to happen next? All right, Jill, let's get everybody caught up to speed because some of this happened over the Christmas holiday when everybody was real busy. So about two weeks ago, the state of Colorado ruled that Donald Trump must be kept off the ballot for this year's presidential election. So there was a a group of very liberal justices in Colorado that said that because Trump committed acts of insurrection back on January 6th of 2021, he's got to be removed from consideration. So this decision by what most folks now recognize to be a pretty leftist Supreme Court in Colorado, well, their ruling and the logic was widely panned as either unconstitutional or at least on very thin legal ice, and it would likely be rejected by the U.S. Supreme Court. In fact, I briefed you on all the legal justifications and shenanigans back on August 22nd, if you missed that episode. Well, now we have the state of Maine that is doing the same thing throwing Trump off the ballot because of these allegations of insurrection. Right, so this ruling by the Secretary of State, Sheena Bellow, that happened last Thursday. She is now reporting that she's been getting some death threats ever since. But nevertheless, we now have two states, Colorado and Maine, that have both removed Trump from consideration in the primaries, with other states like Oregon considering the same. And yet other states don't support what's happening. And it's not just conservative states. For instance, California's election chief was asked if she would support removing Trump from the ballot. And she said no. Doing so, she argued, would be a violation of California law. Then there's this. Barack Obama's former top advisor, David Axelrod, said that this effort to remove Trump was wrong. And that if successful, it would tear the country apart. So that's where things stand, Jill, from your state in Maine to Colorado and maybe Oregon. So you wanted to know what I think about all that and what likely comes next for us. First, I think it's important to acknowledge that there are some Democrats like those in California, actually, who are wise to what's actually going on. They know that their Democrat colleagues in places like Colorado and Maine are violating the law and trying to tear this country apart by removing your rights as a voter to choose your leadership. They want to take that power for themselves. And that actually gets back to last week's reflection that I gave you during the unscripted episode where we talked about the deep state or the administrative state. That's where people in power think that they know what's best and they're going to act on it no matter what you, the voters, might think. But in this case, in Maine, Jill, it's someone who's elected. It's your secretary of state. And that is actually good news because voters like you can recall her or vote her out next time around. You can send a pretty clear signal to your folks in Maine of who is boss. That is, assuming that you and a majority of others in your state agree. But second, Jill, here's the bottom line. The U.S. Supreme Court is going to have to step in, and I mean sooner rather than later. A few different reasons for that, certainly legally, but also a logistical reason for this. We've got primaries in just a couple of months, and you have to print ballots for absentee voters or overseas voters and those folks in the military. So we are going to need the Supreme Court to step in. And here's my hope. They do so. And they rule nine to zero that Colorado and Maine are wrong. 
that these are illegal actions with a 9-0 ruling that would send a very clear signal to a lot of other radicals out there who are trying to steal your vote and destroy this nation, that it is they who are wrong. So let's see if the court agrees to take this Colorado case or the main case. They, by the way, meet this, uh, this Friday privately. It's conceivable that the court could agree to take this on Friday and perhaps rule within days to even a couple of weeks. There's precedent for them doing that, largely because of the ballot printing issue. But we shall see. Either way, it is going to be a very busy week. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.